Hi there, and welcome to Be a Global Citizen, the podcast that explores the concept of global citizenship through the lens of value-creating education. My name is Scott Bauer, and I'm a SOCA researcher and educator. I hope you find the discussions, stories, and insights on this podcast to be valuable and inspiring as we strive to become global citizens who are committed to living a contributive life. Today on the podcast, I spoke with Fatou about her thoughts on global citizenship. Fatou is the Director of Outreach at Minerva University. So I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. I had a really great time learning more about this amazing university, as well as her uh, fantastic experiences living in many different countries. So let's get right into it. Hello, my name is Fatou. I am uh, originally from Senegal, West Africa, and uh, that's where I currently live. And uh, I work as the Global Director of Outreach at Minerva University. Hi, Fatou. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, it's been about a year since we've uh, you know, connected um, and also that I've come to learn more about Minerva University. Um, and I've had a few of your colleagues on my podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just been a blast to hear about the work that the university is doing, um, specifically um, in your work with admissions and outreach, how all of that comes together, especially in an online setting. Um, I think um, there's a lot to, to say when it comes to like global citizenship, like what kind of universities are really at the forefront of promoting global citizenship, of really like instilling these kind of skills and competencies that would really make for uh, you know, a better world, a uh, more harmonious world um, with more innovation as well. And uh, yeah, and you, you serve as a very, you have a very important role uh, with the university to really find students with that kind of drive and passion and um, yeah, and like kind of get them aware <laughs> that such a university exists. So uh, thank you so much. And um, I know that, you know, the university itself is quite new. Um, uh, maybe if, if, if it's okay, do you think you could share a little bit about just, you know, for the listeners, what is this university? Because it's, it's not the traditional university. So if you could just briefly share kind of like a few of like the important points as to like, you know, what sets it apart and what, what is its goal? Absolutely. Yeah. So Minerva, as you mentioned, is a university that was uh, founded about uh, 12 years ago, I would say now. Um, And uh, it is uh, based in San Francisco, California, but when it was uh, being founded, it was really around creating an educational program that would prepare a generation of leaders and innovators um, with the skills and experience that will prepare them for a life of leadership and um, global citizenship also. So uh, as an institution, how we do this is through um, a couple of core pillars. One, which is through how we educate students. Um, We have um, an educational program that really focuses around um, teaching a practical set of skills that would allow students to really be able to go about their lives and have um, a very systematic approach towards um, things like creative thinking, critical thinking, and really being able to approach global um, and local problems in um, a way that really allows them to um, 
analyze, but also contribute meaningfully to um, how that is being solved. Um, the other side of it also is when we talk about problem solving and we talk about being able to contribute meaningfully, it's really about having an experience that prepares you for that. And that's where also Minerva um, really brings big innovation in the world of higher education because we have, um, as part of this practical learning program, an opportunity for our students to pursue their undergraduate education in up to seven cities throughout the course of the four years that they are studying at the university. As I mentioned earlier, we are based in San Francisco and we are a US accredited um, institution. And that's why our students do start their education in San Francisco for the first year. But every semester after that year, they spend it in a different city um, and so they will be spending time in Asia, in places like um, Taipei and Seoul. They will be spending time in Latin America, in um, Buenos Aires, in Europe, um, in London and Berlin. And um, I think throughout the course of the conversation, we'll talk more about how this global rotation really contributes to this idea of global citizenship. Um, and I think a last pillar that is also very important about Minerva um, is that it is an institution that is really here to serve students who are highly motivated um, and really passionate about um, pursuing their missions um, in life. And so when I say this is what I mean is mainly around a, general student, it is a university for everyone who could who would identify themselves through our mission. Um, and so we make sure that it is accessible um, when it comes to cost, um, when we compare the cost of our tuition to the cost of other um, institutions, it's relatively lower. And similarly, also we have an application process and an admissions process that is really geared towards allowing students to show us who they are why they would be successful at Minerva and our admissions decisions are made on that basis and offering financial support that um, helps those who cannot afford the school tuition to be able to attend. So those are different areas and I think as we talk further into this conversation we, we will come back to how all of these um, areas around um, admissions and uh, the global rotation really support this whole idea of um, global citizenship. Thank you so much, Fatou. That was excellent context for the rest of our conversation and a really great, uh, you know, admissions pitch, right? <laughs> so speaking to students, Minerva is great. This is what it's all about. Where can I apply? Absolutely. So we'll definitely include further links uh, in the, the description uh, for those interested to, to learn even more um, about Minerva um, and their offerings. Um, so I, I wanted to hear a little bit more about you, because uh, I feel that for, you know, this, this, this university, Minerva, um, it, is, it is rooted in very, you know, specific ideals and values, and for yourself to decide to work at this university, there must be some strong alignment. Uh, and how you got to that point of, um, you know, kind of uncovering what experiences led you to like, then take notice of this, you know, very new 
university. Um, I, I'm curious to hear what that journey was like for you. Um, if you could maybe share a few kind of like milestones uh, in your life that ultimately led you to where you are right now. I think, you know, your story would be very enlightening. Yeah, I would say that um, my uh, experience in education uh, was really, it wasn't by accident. I have always been a very big education enthusiast. Um, but my the early days of my career uh, were not in education. I started my career in um, telecommunications, but I always had this very strong passion for education and especially international education, which I think drove my um, curiosity even during the time that I was in telecommunications. So as a student in college or even in high school, I was really interested in other educational programs. And so, as I mentioned earlier, I am from Senegal, so naturally a French speaking country, but starting in high school, I started switching to the American education system and then went on to college in the US. And as I was um, working through my college education and within the field of um, within the field of technology, I was always very curious about how things were done in other places. And as I was doing that, I was also trying to immerse myself in what the education that was facilitating things was like in those different places and I think that took me to various countries or through different um, experiences so um, I ended up as after graduation working in places like China and even while I was there trying to um, still explore the world of education within that context. I remember, I have this picture of mine where I attended um, this conference on international education at the university um, that I was in, in Guangzhou. And I was like the only African out of like a whole conference of Chinese um, professors coming to talk about internationalizing their campus at the time. And that was like in 2007. And so um, really working around and having conversations around how to bring more diversity on college campuses. It started then, um, but I didn't realize it at the time. It was just something that I was naturally drawn to, towards. And um, but I was still working in that field of, um, of of telecommunications, and I think over the years, what really got me to switch um, between um, towards education full time in my work was um, when I came across African Leadership Academy. Um, it was this was I think about a year or two after it was founded, probably a year after it was founded and um, really hearing about the mission. So what drives me towards education is really, I understand the power of creating strong communities and really um, the power of educating them, giving them what they need in order to thrive. And so when I started, when I heard about um, ALA at the time at first, it really was doing just that and in an African context. 
um, which also, if you recall those times, it's really, it was really times when um, rethinking about like that African identity, how do we prepare better leaders? How do we equip them was really um, at the forefront of conversations. And so that really got me um, to decide to pursue this passion that I have. And it's through those networks and that curiosity um, around just improving access to education, improving um, connections within the education space that also I heard about Minerva when it was just starting still. And what got me to um, join Minerva was just the ambitious mission that it had and it was one that I truly believed in, and I still truly believe in as an institution, being able to just rethink about higher education so deeply, being able to just propose something so different, but also so needed um, was really something that I felt like I could dedicate years of my life um, working towards. And I would say as somebody who has been at Minerva ever since the institution um, started recruiting students, living that on a day-to-day -day basis also has kept me at the, at the university because I see how despite challenges, despite how the world is evolving, how much this is needed, what it is doing um, for students and communities uh, globally, and also what it is meant to do um, over time and really getting to collaborate with colleagues within the institution and also globally around creating that access and that awareness um, is something that I am very passionate about because I think we don't get these unless we know them and really we have to make sure that as many students as possible that would benefit from such an opportunity get to hear about it and uh, hopefully engage further. Wow, that's a that's a beautiful retelling of, of your journey thus far. And I know that there's still so much more ahead uh, for yourself and then as well as for Minerva that you're working at. Um, but, you know, as you were sharing, there were definitely like um, kind of three, three chapters of your life that sounds like really fascinating that I'd love to hear a little bit more about. I mean, the fact that, you know, from Senegal, you then uh, moved and did your undergraduate studies or you, you did higher education in the U.S. And so like how that experience was like, I'm very curious to know more about. Um, and then also the, the the period in China, which you know must have been very shocking since China is so different than you know I mean I, I think that the kind of cultural like culture shocks and the shifts as well. Um, I'd love to hear more about that. And then the African Leadership Academy. I imagine you know from the entire continent, so many different um, you know youth coming together to really grapple with, you know, what does leadership look like and how can we contribute not only to our own countries, but the the, the African continent itself and really shift the narrative, um, the, the, the paradigm itself of kind of like what um, the future looks like with much more hope. And then, you know, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know, um, maybe just to start with uh, when it comes to your experience in the United States, so was that the first time that you've ever been outside of Senegal 
and then you just found yourself studying in the US? Like, what was that like? Yeah, I it, it wasn't my first time uh, traveling outside of Senegal, but it was my first time at least being um, so immersed in American culture. So be, before when I used to go away, it used to be on vacation. And usually when we go on vacation, we go where we have family members. Mm -hmm. And so I would always have traveled to places where I knew other people from Senegal. So not fully immersed within that um, within that culture. Um, but I would say that when I went to college, it really helped me and it was undergraduate. And then later on, I did also all of my graduate degrees in the US. And what I would say from that experience studying in the US is that it was a very big learning experience for me because um, culturally there are a number of things that are different. It's not just the countries, right? It's how when you come to a university, what type of relationship do you have with um, faculty members, like how do you deal with things like authority? So coming, and I went to university very early. I was like 16 when I got to college. And so it was for me an opportunity, one, to grow, but also to grow within an environment where I had to adapt to the culture and also still bring my own. And um, I was lucky enough during undergraduate that I traveled with a group of friends with whom um, we, we went to high school together. And so I had that um, bridge, if I could say, because for the extent of time when I would feel comfortable, then maybe I could, um, I could uh, how do I call it, be in an environment where it's totally different, but then also on the other side, um, if I needed to be in a in a sort of closer to home, there was that opportunity. Just to wrap up on the college experience, so I think it was just an opportunity for me to be able to um, come in to an, um, an environment where things like, how do you deal with authority in class, which was totally different um, when I was going to high school here. Like there are certain things around like contribution and challenging faculty members and all of those which were different um, for me. I would say altogether, it was just a great opportunity to understand how things are done in an environment that is totally different economically and um, socially, and also in that kind of um, global or diverse student community. When I got to China, I would say that it was um, totally different because I didn't go to China under any sort of program. I went there out of my own curiosity. So there was nothing pre-designed for me to come and follow. And I remember the first day I got there and um, well, I was going from, my, uh, from the airport to the university where I had signed up for the classes, everything was written in Chinese. And that's when it really hit me that, wow, <laughs> it's going to be an experience. And it was really, I think, where I really got to challenge myself to go even deeper into engaging and understanding um, different contexts and um, communities and just countries. In the US, as I was mentioning, like I had a way of 
navigating around things. But in China, I really had to deal with it. So I had to understand, like make sure that I learned Chinese in order to figure out what to eat the next day. But also I was coming into a school where there were not many African uh, students, um, maybe none even um, in the programs, like very little, very, very few students in the program that I was in. And also I was in an internship where also I was the only international within that organization. It was a startup. And so I had to learn the language, but also I had to come and be ready to contribute and to um, bring my whatever thing that was different from me because they were not expecting me to come and conform to um, the whole um, situation that I was in. And I think that's really where I learned to understand things beyond what the superficial things were because I was able to just engage with people so deeply they wanted to understand where I was coming from what what we were doing it was in telecom so it was phones it was a number of things so trying to understand what they were doing could mean in an African context um, and also understanding what was happening at the time also within um, our our um, countries um, context and so it was really an opportunity and I think when we talk about global citizenship it goes back to this which is you're coming into a place it's not really about I am coming to visit and I will take this thing that I find nice and that thing that I find interesting but it's really about being able to see yourself as somebody who lives and and resides and could even stay here for long or has to contribute to improving things there or contribute to how things are done in a place and I think that's really where I had to do it because it also aligned with um, what I was um, the situation that I was in on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. and um, how this then translates into my um, experience in um, at ALA, we, as a continent, we have so many fragmented countries and ALA will, is bringing together students from all across the continent. And we have different um, experiences politically. We have um, similar, but also different cultures. Um, we have different um, socioeconomic situations. And so what this does is that you are bringing the students, not only for everyone to say, oh, this is how it is done in my country, but it is really around creating a space where you could see one another as peers, and also you could see yourself and what you are learning and experiencing in the context of um, these other countries. And when we talk about um, leadership, when we talk about entrepreneurship, it's only successful, I would say, if it is looked upon at that level. Like you could lead a small group of people who look and think similarly, but it's something else when you are leading and um, driving within diversity, being able to really inspire a diverse group of people, allowing them to see things beyond their, their differences. And I would say that now that um, I am seeing how it's even done at a 
even higher level at Minerva with the um, diverse student population that we attract on a year-to-year -year basis. It's really about creating an environment where people will come and feel their own, like comfortable to bring their own identity, but also to the other side for them to, um, to understand the other identities that are coming together to be able to deeply immerse within that and feel comfortable enough to contribute within those differences. Wow, that, that was a wonderful response. I love how you just kind of seamlessly tied three very different <laughs> chapters of your life together. Uh, and ultimately, you know, with this idea of really like through those experiences, through kind of being enmeshed and entangled within different cultures, um, understanding the importance of, of community while at the same time valuing this diversity is kind of like what I'm getting at towards the end. Um, and I love how, you know, you shared very honestly, right? When you went to the U.S., you were able to navigate the culture a little better because of maybe uh, your your high school friends, because you were able to kind of, you know, latch on to, to things that were maybe a little bit more familiar. But there was, of course, still a, a, a kind of um, the, the learning curve of like, how do I deal in this scenario? How do, this is happening? Like, what do I do? And but then when you went to China, that's kind of when the training wheels kind of came off. <laughs> and I'm imagining how shaky, you know, the riding of this metaphorical, you know, bicycle was uh, where you had to like kind of add on so many different layers of like the language and the culture, the social dynamics and just, you know, I, I, I just the food itself, right? <laughs> just how how do you adapt to some uh, a culture that is so, so different? And I feel that um, process of adapting and being open-minded is very crucial and something that you touched upon uh, when you said like how that experience was so important for you to really cultivate the, the global citizen that you are today um, and and it really got me thinking about this one um, phrase that I believe comes from I don't know if it's the mission statement of this school or it's one of like the kind of guiding pillars um, it, it actually comes from a high school. Uh, well, it's K through 12. It's called Avenues, the World School. And uh, I found out about them because they had recently um, established a school in Sao Paulo where I was living. Um, so I was very curious. I was like, oh, inter new international school. And one of the things that caught my eye um, that I was mentioning was uh, this kind of um, aspect of their mission, uh, which basically was to have students feel at ease uh, across borders. I think that's kind of what it came out to be. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so true. Because initially when you move to a new country with a different culture, right, it's, it's very uncomfortable. And and then it gets to a point where there could actually be some desperation. Like you were saying that that kind of way where you realized that you were in China, you saw the writing and you were like, I got to eat. I got to figure out where, where, where do I go next? Um, and and if it's nowhere close to being at ease, you know, it's not a vacation, but to stick with it, to really embrace the culture and the peoples for who they are, rather than to impose this idea of what it should be, to just kind of, rather than swim against the current, just go with the stream, then I feel like that's kind of where we're getting at with like, how can education really uh, facilitate that mindset um, so that students don't have to unnecessarily, um, you know, 
stress out and suffer and they can really you know grow and you know build upon their identity um which i think is so important um so yeah and then from there right the last piece which i think is the culture like you know you bringing all of these experiences together um for a very clear purpose right um, and and a, a contributive sense of like i want you know um to give back i want to propose new ideas and um and i think with the um, ala that that definitely gave you the framework and the, the network that was needed um and yeah and then it's just amazing how then that kind of tails into i mean that or dovetails, or I don't know, it connects back with uh, what you're currently engaged with uh, at an institution that's very young, but also very ambitious, and also, you know, kind of, again, has at the forefront this, this um, imperative that we want to be accessible, we want to be diverse, we want to do things different. Um, so I think that's really beautiful. And I feel like your experiences exemplify that. And that it's no wonder where I, why you find yourself at the the place where you are now. So um, that's that's great. And uh, so now I wanted to ask a a question. Um, maybe maybe it's a very simple answer. Maybe it's a little bit longer. It connects to a experience of some sort. I wanted to ask um, when the first when was the first time you heard of like the term itself, global citizenship? Because from what you've shared in your story, right, you've definitely lived it. <laughs> And you, I think, always in retrospect, we're able to kind of piece together, you know, like the breadcrumbs and be like, oh, okay, that's that's what happened. But yes. can you recall like a specific moment where, you know, the term itself was kind of proposed or like suggested and where were you at in your life at that point? I, it was at Minerva. I, I don't recall really engaging with this term prior to being at Minerva. And I remember it was in the context of um, the global rotations that we were, um, that were part of the Minerva education program. And so, um, as I mentioned, when I joined Minerva, like we didn't have any students and I was part of a team at the time that was tasked with one, creating, um, recruiting students but also establishing um, in the early days, the different residence halls, um, residence locations that we would have globally. And so as we were thinking about that experiential learning program in each of these cities, we had a lot of conversations around um, what do students do when they travel? And it was very clear that like, this idea of global citizenship was something very clear, not idea, the concept of global citizenship was something that was very clear for us, which was we did not want students to go to any of these cities at, and leave as tourists or as if they were just coming into a program that will just show them what each city has to offer and then go to the next one. It was really around creating an immersive program that would allow them to engage, just like what I explained in China. Like you arrive in a city, you figure out how to get from one place to the other. You figure out where to get your next meal. As a university, we will create the structures and the frameworks that are going to be there to help you not get lost and feel safe and know that if things go wrong, we are here to support 
or as you navigate, we are here to support, but it won't be us hand-holding and then showing you like, this is where you get things. These are the things that you do in the city. This is what this neighborhood looks like. It's more about you being empowered to go and engage with each of the cities, which I think at a university, at university stage is so important because we never know where our careers take us beyond university. And as I was explaining, like through all these experiences, like initially it would have been maybe me leaving Senegal, going to work, to study in the US and then coming back and working here. But I think through my experiences in the US, then I got more curious to go to China. And then after leaving China, I was, when I heard about the opportunity in South Africa, I was like, I did China, like, what else can be as difficult? And so I get more comfortable, I got more comfortable to go to South Africa. And then from there, I had to recruit students in all of these places that I knew nothing about, but I felt empowered enough to research and to get to a um, city and just figure out how to get to the hotel, how to figure out what, what are the best things about the education system, how to engage and understand and empathize and all of those other things. And I think when we, when I take it back to my experience with uh, the concept of global citizenship and how we were discussing it and implementing it within Minerva, it was around that. How do we create the frameworks and the structures that would allow our students to be able to get to a place and leave within four months feeling like they have engaged enough to understand it so that if they have to make a decision in five or ten years they will still be able to do it with the context of these different experiences that they have had around the world and the places that they go to are different socially, there are different economically, but also there are some things that tie them together and being able to just um, understand them so deeply to carry over in their lives um, was important. And so that's how I discovered the concept. And then as you mentioned, like I look back and I'm like, oh, okay. And I just made that what, what came to mind for me um, in terms of how my life experiences really helped me prepare for this. Yes, it definitely sounds like a natural progression. And, and I think um, something that comes to my mind initially um, is that, like, you know, this concept of global citizenship, it's not, you know, for empty theorizing, right, but it's coupled with the experiences that you have. Um, and, and yeah, and it's, it's deeply rooted in who we are now and who we are becoming that I think is important. And I love the the emphasis that you put on the word curiosity, right? That, you know, they're being exposed to many different cultures, but that exposure leads to curiosity. Yeah. And as they kind of go from one place to the next, as they learn very valuable life skills, as they deepen friendships or relationships with other people through internships and the classes that they're taking and all that, they um, inevitably, you know, grow stronger and they have this confidence that like, I love when you say like, oh, I went to China, like what I can't I can handle anything, right? And I was like, yes. I sometimes I feel like a similar way, like uh being like having gone to Brazil, like especially for the the length of time that I was there for about six years, I figured like, wow, you know, like I was able to like, you know, not just survive, but 
thrive in that culture and to really like identify um, not as Brazilian, but, you know, Brazilian-esque, I don't know, Brazilian-ish <laughs> to say that like, wow, I've, I, you know, I've really embraced the culture fully and, and I still know that there's more out there. Um, I feel like that's a really wonderful takeaway to have um, as a global citizen. And definitely it's clear that the Minerva program really facilitates that and that it was well thought out. And, you know, especially since you were there at the table, planning it out, having the curiosity and the courage to make it happen. Uh, I think that's really wonderful. And so um, so we, we are coming up on time soon, uh, but I wanted to ask another question. Um, and this one is more of like a book or film recommendation. Uh, it could be something that you've read or watched recently or something that you constantly go back to that you think would be um, helpful for for us uh, in this conversation about global citizenship? I would say that um, one that I have read, a book that I have read recently is, it's, an, it's in French. Uh, I don't know if it was translated in English, mm. but it's called uh, Le Fagot de ma mémoire. So it's like what I remember from my, from, it ties up maybe stories from um, uh, experiences from the writer who is a, a Senegalese philosopher um, called Professor um, Suleiman Bashirajan. He teaches at Columbia University. And it really draws on various, um, on his life, but also just as we were discussing just now um, on uh, with the context of philosophy um, and uh, tying up things around um, the philosophy of religion, right? Um, a general um, algebraic um, algebraic logic, like which is part of his focus, and aligning all of these experiences, like both professionally and life-wise, within the context of where he is now, and just how things build up. And I think that what this made me realize is that we talk about these concepts around global citizenship global citizenship a lot now, but it's something that has existed, I would say, for so long. And reading this book really allowed me to understand, even when we talk about like colonial times, right? How all of that builds on the creation of culture and the societies as we know them now. And it is going to be very hard for us as we think about the future and as we think about even the improving things in our societies to do it without that understanding of how all of this baggage from the past um, defines who we are as an individual, who we are as a country, community, and everything else. And in order to be a global to embrace this um, concept of global citizenship, we have to do it with a recognition of how all of that contributes to the world as we live it, in it now. But also it's not only about the cultural aspects, it's not only about the economic aspects, but really when you think about um, you engaging in the country, like you being able to live somewhere, travel somewhere, identify with them, there are so many layers of that country and that the people that you engage with there that you need to understand. And so I found this book to really 
be a great way of realizing all of that and tying all of these concepts um, even and aligning it with even concepts around philosophy that I haven't been exposed to before. Mm, thank you so much for that that wonderful recommendation, book recommendation. I hope there's an English version. Uh, I'll definitely look for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and what you're sharing about like, you know, all of those layers and like being in a different culture and really trying to grapple with like what's going on, how how you are situated within uh, a larger context, but then there's like historical, cultural, social context. It gets very complex. I, I know uh, at, for my own experience, and I'm sure this probably will resonate with you as well, that um, through that process of grappling with the other, um, mm -hmm. it also helps to establish a greater appreciation and understanding of where you originally come from. Right. And that's the kind of like, you know, holding up the, the mirror to like, wow, like things are done differently. People operate and think in different ways. And then when you find yourself, you know, if, we, if we, in your case, right, you're, you're, you're in Senegal, uh, you know, where you're originally from. I'm in California, where I'm originally from. The suddenly that the idea of reverse culture shock really kicks in. Um, and I don't. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just fascinating because like that the it just the thought process and the reflection just never ends. Def definitely. And I think that that's the ultimate success like, of global citizenship, which is like you get to a place and you can come as your true authentic self, right? But then you are there with an understanding and an acceptance of others for who they are. And you're not picking and choosing like, what to experience or what to do within this you're there to really you get it becomes one like you are one out of this whole community but still you 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 know what to bring and also you're able to take from others because you recognize all of the value that they that they bring yeah and it's almost like this it's almost like a superpower in a way because like you've had these experiences of being the quote unquote outsider in these different cultures. And then when you come back, you, you're, you're the insider. But at the same time, you can still see yourself as an outsider being an insider. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just, for me, I feel like it's like this weird, like I, I know how to fit in, but I also know that there's more out there or I know how to kind of like position myself in, in, in more nuanced ways um, and to kind of push people not in like a aggressive way but you can push people to or challenge people to think in different ways because of the experience the the many experiences that you've had and mm -hmm. i think that's um also another component to global citizenship in terms of our not not only our attitude but the behaviors and the actions that we then take because to kind of just leave it all to just thought or words yes. i think yeah. is not enough when you really want to like change you know the the world so um so yeah so thank you so much and i wanted to um give you the the last well hold on before that um i just wanted to say that uh this conversation with you has been so wonderful and i'm not surprised in the least <laughs> from our previous correspondences and our conversations and also the fact that i've had two of your colleagues also on the podcast junior and ben and so, um, you know, if the three of you are representative of, uh, you know, Minerva University, which I wholeheartedly believe, then I think, you know, you, the university has a very bright future ahead as you continue your work. 
And um, yeah, and thank you so much for taking the time to, to share your stories and your thoughts about global citizenship. So I'll give the, the last uh, minute or so to you to just kind of, you know, say, say um, some concluding thoughts maybe. Thank you so much, Scott, for really allowing me to share these, uh, allowing me to share my thoughts within um, the, within this concept that I think is so important as we think about our lives and also just um, how we evolve and um, within a complex world, right? Um, I think as we think about um, at least the past three years and how our lives have changed, um, this uh, the concept of global citizenship and our experience with it becomes so much more important. And I think um, putting this in the context of education then is even um, more determinant at this moment in time because um, we can no longer afford to educate our students in a silo. And I think that the more we are able to um, understand and really embrace the different educational initiatives that facilitate um, global citizenship and be able to embody this, not only at university level or high school level for um, a select few that have an opportunity to um, travel to other places, but really being able to allow every educational system to embrace the concept for the students to understand it. It is going to be so helpful to the types of um, individuals that we end up raising, but also to solving the challenges that we are facing um, as a global community. And so um, it will also make us not be numb to what is happening in other places around the world. And so I think it is so important and I am so glad that we have been able to just engage around how I have lived it so far. And I hope that um, at other occasions also we'll be able to talk even further around how it could be amplified um, around uh, the world. Thank you so much, Fatou, for sharing your amazing experiences living abroad in different countries, having these different experiences that have really informed the way that you do your, your work and also um, kind of form the basis for your purpose at Minerva University, which I believe is doing incredible work. I really appreciate this opportunity to have learned more about uh, you know, the work that you guys are doing there. Um, I think back to the conversations that I've had with Junior and with Ben. So to have this conversation with you, it's very meaningful and um, adds to my overall understanding. Uh, since, you know, I believe that uh, the work that you all are doing is very much aligned with my own uh, desire to foster global citizens and to really innovate in a way that uh, will be able to create longer lasting change through education in this world that is so much in dire need of, you know, this positive change. So, um, yeah, it's been a really uh, lovely time talking with you, Fatou, and I wish you all the best with your continued work at Minerva University.